0: Welcome to Malawi, Southeast Africa, where Circle of Hope International provides vital education, food, and health care to so many in such great need, bringing the kind of hope that changes lives forever. Join me now as we get to know Tad and Carly Glibert and their warm heart for the people of Malawi. This is where adventure meets purpose, where we get to know those who live life beyond status quo. My name is Adam Asher, and this is the Edge of Adventure podcast. Let's say hello to Tad and Carly Glibert. Thank you both for joining me. It's great to uh, have you on the show
1: yeah thanks for having us
0: you know i really appreciate your heart um i discovered you guys uh, on social media in fact on instagram got to know you a little bit there and i i realized the these these are the kinds of people that the world needs to know about and of course that's what we do here on on this podcast is we get to know great people like you who uh, are doing something with their lives something pretty fascinating something meaningful so welcome to the show And I know you guys are joining us actually today, thanks to COVID, you guys are, I think, landlocked in Ohio. Yeah,
1: that's correct.
0: So I know you miss Malawi. I can tell um, from your social media and and the different platforms, you guys love Malawi. So first of all, I need you to tell us what's it like? What's it like over there?
1: Yeah, so Malawi is on the Southeast side of Africa. It's a very uh, small country. Um, about 19 million people. Um, but it's very poor. Like you were saying, um, most of statistics show that it might be the poorest country in the world, but most show that's for sure top five. Um, and so there's a lot of farming community, a lot of rural area. Most people don't have electricity or running water. Um, they go to the bathroom and the hole in the ground outside and Um, Obviously, uh, poverty is a big issue. Starvation is a big issue. Um, And so where we are based out of, it's nothing different. We're in a very rural, poor area.
0: So you fell in love with Malawi, though, somewhere along the line. When did that happen? How many years has it been? You guys have been working there.
2: Um, For me, it's been eight years. I went on my first trip in 2012, and that was just a short-term trip, about four weeks. Um, And the reason I fell in love is the name of Malawi, its nickname is the Warm Heart of Africa. And you see that immediately. The people are so warm and loving.
0: And so you went on a short term trip. And then how did you get involved with Circle of Hope International? Okay, you guys work with them. When did that start? And did it all go back to that uh, the trip eight years ago?
2: Yeah, so that first trip I went on, um, my sister had gone on a trip with Circle of Hope International previously, and she invited me to go on a return trip for her. And so it was my first time. And then, like anything, word spreads, and eventually I got Tad to go along with me, and he fell in love too.
0: Okay, so was that a tough? Was that tough, Tad? Were you you like, uh, I don't really want to, or were you like, okay, no, I'm all about it?
1: um so i mean it took me a while i mean i think i was just i was really busy so i didn't have time to make a a trip halfway across the world uh for an extended amount of time and so um i knew she loved it so much um that's where her heart was and so because i love her um i decided let's well let me let me check it out and i fell in love pretty much immediately when i got over there that was in 2017. and then um, we went. Ba- I went back in 2018, and um, we had a, an interesting experience that year, that summer uh, when we were there. We we actually had there was an armed robbery that we survived, and shortly after that experience, uh, I felt like the Lord was calling us to to live there full time. So we moved there back in um, October of this past year.
0: Okay, so let me get that right. You had um, a scary situation. And it didn't scare you away.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, whenever I tell that story, um, (laughs) a lot of people are like, why are you going back? Like why are you crazy for going back? But, um, that's how much Malawi means to us, how much the people of our community means to us. Um, and that's how much the Lord was really working on my heart on, on calling us back to, to serve those people.
0: All right, so let's talk a little bit about what Circle of Hope International does in the country of Malawi. Um, you guys have uh, an education system, you run a school there. Tell me about the school.
1: Yeah. Um, so um, our school goes from all the way from preschool age three through uh, standard eight. So, what uh, in the United States we'd call it eighth grade. Um, and we're looking to add a secondary school here soon. Um, but Yeah, it was a a huge blessing for the community that we were able to start a school. We started small, we kept adding a grade every year um, until we've gotten to where we're at now. And um, we charge about a dollar per semester um, for a a child. Um, We found out that it is important for parents to invest into their children's education, but we also, because we're in such a poor area, we need to make it affordable. Um, and so we've seen huge growth in our, our community, um, by having a close school that kids could attend. Um, cause a lot of kids, they, they don't have any way to get to another school. Um, so they would just skip and they would just work at home or stay at home. And so, um, having a, a school so close in the middle of a couple of different villages, um, it's allowed kids an easy, um, short distance place to go.
0: I know as well, if you look at the statistics, um, Homelessness is a big deal. Um, what did you guys face in that regard? There, did you, um, in addition to the education and the school, you guys have also sought to meet needs on, on in another way, which is just for those who don't have homes. What's the what's the scenario there?
1: Yeah. So when Circle of Hope started in 2006 um, by a woman named Karen Roller, who is still our executive director. Um, today. Um, She aligned with the Grace Lions Church and really the biggest need that they they needed at the time in their community was a feeding program. Um, So she started a feeding program um, in this this area where our center is located. Um, And after a couple months was looking at these kids and they're like, why are they not getting healthier? Why are they not growing? And um, they kind of dug a little deeper into it and found out it's because they were homeless. And Um, They were orphaned children. And um, so she's like, I need to do something. And so she started this orphanage and there was a couple of kids at that time. And now it's grown. And we have about 50 right now that um, are staying with us full time. We've had uh, a lot of kids move on and go to secondary schools. We've been able to pay their school fees and have them move on to secondary school. And we've fortunately been able to uh, reintegrate some of our orphans back with extend, extended family members. Because um, that's really the goal. The goal is not for us, for them to live with us. Some kids have um, situations where they don't have anywhere to go. But if we can get them reintegrated with extended family members where it's a safe environment and they can um, learn what it's like to live in a village and, and live that way, then that's, that's the best uh, thing for the child.
0: What is the transformation like, though, when you go from a child who doesn't have food, maybe doesn't have a place to stay, certainly not getting any kind of education. What's the transformation like when when they get those things right? So then once they've you guys have had the chance to work with them there at Circle of Hope International in Malawi, you get the chance. What's it like on on the other side of it when their life has changed?
2: Every child is different. Um, as humans, we're all going to be unique in whatever experiences we have. So we've seen all sorts of different reactions from kids as um, we take them in. And as well, their background is completely different. So some of them are coming out of homelessness or they have been abandoned or maybe they were abused in various ways. Um Maybe they came to us when they were an infant and they don't even remember their previous life. So all of our children have a unique story and a unique background that kind of factors into how they have transitioned into our care. Um, But the thing that stands out to me the most are some of our kids that do remember um, their previous life and their previous needs and what it was like to have nobody um, to be completely on their own and to now have one, um, stability in their life, but also to be able to look forward to their future, because that is something that they don't have when they are living for the day to day and just trying to survive. Um, but to see these children develop dreams and goals and be focused on school and think about what they want to do for a living and, um, you know, see what a family is like, see what love is like and to be well cared for. Um, it just absolutely changes them. And, um, it's, it's awesome to see that transformation in their lives where they get to be kids instead of, um, get to just suffer and try to make it through every day.
0: So the biggest thing, right. You I just, I have to imagine that for that child, for all the different ways they're being cared for, it all drives home one, one primary point in their life, right. Which is that they're loved. And, um, I got to imagine that, uh. This has something to do with what hooked you guys on um, being involved and, and staying involved, watching watching them know what it's like to really be loved.
1: Yeah, I mean, for us, uh, faith is a big part of our lives. And so, um, you know, we were fortunate to come from homes uh, that have two parents that love us, have siblings that love us, that we're well taken care of. And, you know, very clearly in the Bible, it, the big message is to love others and, and to serve those around you. And so um, it's no different in, in Malawi as it is in America. These kids want love. These members of our community, they, they want love. And so that's what we try to give them. Um, and then we, we can see it kind of reciprocated back to us as well as other people in the community, kids at the school and things like that. So. Um, yeah, like Carly said, the nickname of Malawi is the warm heart of Africa. And it really shows if you would spend any time in a Malawian community, you could really see why it's nicknamed that.
0: So this is the Age of Adventure podcast. And you guys know me. My name is Adam Asher. What a privilege and honor it is to get to conduct these kinds of interviews and chats. Today, our guests are um, Tad and Carly Glibert from Circle of Hope International and they work with that organization in Malawi. So if you want to find out more information about them, you can hop over to their uh, website. There it is on the screen. If you're if you're watching this on video, you'll see the screen there. Um, C-O-H community dot O-R-G, C-O-H community org. And you can also check them out on uh, Instagram, which is actually a great platform for such things. It's where I discovered you guys. And I thought actually what I wanted to do um, For those of you watching on video, I want to pull this um, image up. This is this is uh, from your Instagram feed. Okay, let's take a look at this right here. And um, I love these pictures. I mean, they 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 say so much. They say so much. Um, Is this you see there in the top on the on the screen with the video, the top right hand. Is this a typical village in Malawi? Is this where you guys work? Yeah.
1: Um, Like I said, we're in a rural area, so um, people usually have mud huts uh, with straw roofs. Nobody has electricity or running water. Um, So that picture is a very accurate picture of what it looks like uh, around us.
0: All right. So that's where you guys are working. And I see, you know, great pictures of uh, happy faces. Look at this here. The young child uh, on the left, bottom left hand corner. I, am guessing they have an appreciation for a meal that a lot of us, um, you know, maybe we've never really been hungry, so we don't know what it's like to really appreciate a meal.
2: Yeah. um, I mean, we don't, we don't know what that's like either. A lot of our kids came from situations where um, they experienced hunger on a regular basis. And so thankfully for some of them, that seems like a really distant memory. Um, but that picture was actually taken at something we call family dinners and, um, Our kids in our orphanage, they're split into family units so that they have maybe six, seven, eight, nine other kids in their family unit. And then they cook together and they do family activities together to try to remove a little bit of that institutional feel and make it a little bit more uh, like what a village life would be like with your family. And so uh, Tad and I will host kids on Wednesday nights and they come up and they cook. And that night we made spaghetti. So.
0: okay, fantastic story. Um and you know, again, if you're watching the video, you see me smiling here. That These are the this is what I live for, guys, um, learning about these types of organizations and people and what a beautiful people they work with in Malawi and what beautiful people they are and that they work with to, um, you know, people that care about others in this way. So one of the other things I noticed is that you guys, I think it was not even I don't think it's been that long, but you guys launched maternity centers there uh, at your, on your campus as well. What are those? Um, and I'm, as we look at the Instagram pictures on the screen, I I think one of those uh, pictures there in the middle is actually, pro- I'm guessing from that facility.
2: Yeah. So I will try not to be long winded because, I can talk forever about this, but, um, so we have healthcare services at our facility. We opened an outpatient department in 2019. Um, and that is just like what you think of as a doctor's office where you have an illness and you go and you see the doctor and you get treatment. Um, but then most recently, just this month, we have launched our maternal care services and, um, this is somewhere where women can come for their prenatal checkups. They can do labor and delivery at our facility and then all the postnatal checkups and education and things like that. So the picture you're looking at is our doctor, Dr. Kautja, and he is standing next to a machine in our NICU that helps with warming and monitoring babies after birth.
0: Yeah, you did a great job. You're not, That's not long-winded. <laughs> that's not long-winded. You, you are, that's exactly right. Um, okay. So, um, and did you, when did this, when did you launch this again?
2: Um, so I believe our open date was August 7th, maybe. Okay. Um, I'd have to confirm that, but oh, I mean, just in the last couple of weeks.
0: Okay. Okay. So this is oh, really brand new. That's yeah. okay. Um, unrelated question, but it's been on my mind since we started talking. When do you guys anticipate being able to go back? Obviously COVID and that whole scenario it, it affects that, but what would your, what would your plans be? And what do you think is a reasonable expectation? Cause I'm, I'm guessing you guys are ready to get back over there.
1: Yeah, we're definitely ready to get back. Um, Luckily, the government, the Malawian government announced last week that uh, they're reopening schools as well as the airport starting in September. So we don't have all the details of what that looks like exactly. But um, it looks like here in a couple of weeks, um, we will be able to go back. And so we're going to get on the earliest fight we possibly can to get back there. And so we're we're just excited to get back to um, our life in Malawi.
0: So how much time of the year do you spend there versus time back in the States?
1: Yeah. So when we committed to living over there, we were just living there full time. And so we weren't planning on coming home um, since when we we moved back there in in October. And um, unfortunately, because of coronavirus, uh, the board of Circle Hope voted, let's bring them home. Um, this was right at the end of uh, March. Let's bring them home, just because they were worried about safety and things like that. And so, since that time, we've just been living here and working with Circle Hope um, from from Ohio. So,
0: all right. Well, hopefully, very soon, all of this will pass, and you guys can get back over there. Because I, um, I can only imagine, you know, you know, your heart is over there, and you want to get back. What, um, what are some ways? That the listeners and the viewers can help if they were to, you know, if they're called to find out more information, they look you guys up. And again, our website is cohcommunity.org, COH standing for Circle of Hope Community, -community cohcommunity.org. They go there, they, you know, like what you're doing, want to find out more. What are some of the immediate needs that you guys have?
1: Yeah. Um, a couple of ways they can, they can help. Um, so first off we have a sponsorship program for all of our kids in our orphanage as well as all of our kids in our school. And so we have about seven, almost 800 kids in our school. So it's a, it is a, a a large school. Um, and so if they want to sponsor a child, they can get online on our website and do that for $30 a month. Um, so that allows us uh, to take care of those children to buy, uh, materials at the school so that they have that for their education for staff salaries um, for um, the women that take care of our orphans um, you know as, lo- as well as their health care and things like that. Um, if you do follow us on on social media or if you check out our website we usually have a- another project that is um, you know coming up and about so most recently is our maternity and that was a big big project and so a lot of people, um, just donated straight to, to circle up on that. And then the other way is just to, um, look into our teams when they go over there. And if you're interested in in joining one of those teams, so typically every summer we send an education team that works at our school, um, a health team that works at our clinic and now maternity center, and then an evangelism team that goes out in the villages and kind of, uh, preaches the gospel. Um, but that doesn't mean you have to, have any skills in those in order to come. So we've had people come that are, you know, social workers, or um, they like to do manual labor, or they're like to do electric and solar. Um, so any skill that you have, we can find a way for you to help um, our community.
0: So what, what's your background before you got involved in this? Um, what were your, you know, what was your career? What were the kinds of things that you thought you would end up doing? And then you get uh, led in this direction?
2: Um, I'm a nurse, so I worked in orthopedic med surge and then at the ICU for about five years. And then I have my degree so that I can teach nurses. Um, and then that never happened because about the time that I was finishing that degree, we decided to move to Malawi.
1: Um, and mine's kind of all over the place. (laughs) Uh, so my undergrad is in math education. So originally I was going to be a high school math teacher. Um, But then I got my master's in athletic administration and I was a division one basketball coach for five years um, before moving to Malawi. So uh, I do do a lot in the schools. Um, Unfortunately, basketball doesn't really exist in the part of Malawi that we're in. So maybe eventually I'll bring it there. But um, yeah.
0: But I can see, though, and I I can see knowing that that as your background, I can see where um, this is. You're perfectly prepared, perfectly prepared for this, um, this work there in Malawi. Talking today with Tad and Carly Glibert of Circle of Hope International. They are based in Malawi. They're going to get back to Malawi. And all of us in 2020, we are uh, adjusting to COVID. So they're landlocked over here, at least for a little while longer. And then they're headed back, back to uh, their home. In Malawi. Okay, you guys, I'm going to ask now a couple of other types of questions. Okay, these are the kind of questions that I really like. Um, so uh, let's start with this one. Why are you doing this?
2: Um. So behind everything that we do um, is the fact that we love Jesus and we value what the Bible says about the way that we should care and love for other people. Um, so we, as Circle of Hope, try to um, imitate the ministry of Jesus in the way that he loved and cared for other people. And so um, in Malawi, it looks how we have structured our ministry. And that's trying to um, help in areas of health care where we feel like there are injustices and help in schools where we feel like, education could be improved to improve the development of the community um, so ultimately all of our programs are a way for us to one build up the community and do that development work but also to um, to have access to community members and be able to share about jesus with them so everything we do is in partnership with the grace alliance church that exists on our campus um, and so yeah there's the partnership between the church and the organization
0: what would be one of the most heartbreaking things that you witness or have witnessed? Maybe a particular story that comes to mind that, I mean, it just broke your heart or a scenario that repeats itself that is um, hard to take.
2: Um. <laughs> so I have become very close to one of the children. He is like my son now, um, And so I've known him since my very first trip in 2012. And so I think because it's very personal to me, um, it breaks my heart a little bit more than other stories. So it doesn't mean that his story is any worse um, than anything else that other people experience. But to me, it has become very personal. And um, so he was abandoned when he was about six years old, and his 10 year old brother was taking care of him and his four year old brother. Um, So they were completely on their own, and he almost died. Um, because they were not getting enough food. And so there was one night and I was not there during this time, but a different team was there. Um, they held him and they prayed through the night and he survived the night. And so then it was rehab for him and getting the nutrition that he needed and he grew and he is strong. Um, And then there were several years of like challenging behavior because he had been through a lot at that point. Um, One of the things we see a lot in our area of Malawi, probably a lot of Malawi is witchcraft and they came from a home where witchcraft was very prevalent. um, And they had seen a lot of things that um, very much impacted their mental and emotional health. So um, there was a lot of years of behavioral issues and lying and um, stealing and just whatever else you you could think of, and so um, we see a lot of that over and over again. The toll that um, witchcraft and things like that have on different children, the toll that abandonment and abuse have on different children, um, and that just breaks your heart because they're innocent and they don't deserve any of this, and so. At the same time, as that breaking our heart and being a driving factor in all of this, seeing the result on the other side is also a driving factor because I have seen him grow into the most wonderful young man in the world. He is 17 now, so he'll be 18 uh, next month. And he's a totally different person. He has been transformed. And so it doesn't have to be the end of the story for any of these kids or for even adults. Like it doesn't matter what has happened in your life. There is the ability for transformation and for Jesus to come in and breathe life.
0: Great answer. So, um, yeah. And I, I know I, I, I can sense how much you love the the people, how much you love that young man as well. And uh, you're there with a desire to make a difference. And I'll ask tad um what do you guys you know what what comes next obviously getting back for you know getting back to to malawi um what do you sort of feel like is the the next phase or the next project that you guys are gonna take um but you know this you never know what's coming right you never do we didn't have any idea what we were headed for in 2020 um, but what's what's next for circle of hope
1: um, that's a good question. Um, it's something that we wrestle with all the time of, uh, when to grow and when to stop and try to just really build up what we currently have. Um, so short term it's, it's with our school opening up next month, it's figuring out a way that we can bring kids back, um, to school safely and, um, do it the right way because in Malawi, there's been a huge, huge problem with, uh, child marriages, um, in the last six months or so, because kids are out of school and, um, you know, they kind of just put school on the back burner and just say, I'm going to get married at a young age or, um, you know, teenage girls get pregnant and they kind of are forced into marriage. And so, um, getting our school back up and running is like our short term, like really big project that we need to do. Um, but after that, um, I think our secondary school is, um, what our our big main focus is going to be. And so uh, being able to have, there's not a secondary school really anywhere close to where we are. And so being able to uh, have that in our area and allow kids to go there for an affordable price um, will even transform our community even more. Since we built our center and seen education and um, given people in our community jobs, it's really stimulated the economy and it's really driven a lot of families out of extreme poverty. Doesn't mean that they're well, well off now, but they're do- but our community economically is doing so, so much better um, just because of all the services that we provide and, and the, the stimulate, stimulus of, of money in our community.
0: Fantastic conversation, getting to know great people today here on the Edge of Adventure podcast. Tad and Carly Glibert of Circle of Hope International in Malawi have have been my guest today. Great new friends. And you guys can uh, you've you've seen now as you've watched and listened to this interview, you see why I wanted to introduce them to you. They're doing great things along with their whole team, that whole organization and all the people uh, behind the scenes who support the organization because you guys know that uh, these organizations are able to do what they do because they have partners, people who do uh, pray for them and and uh, give to them financially. So those things are crucially important. So uh, everybody who uh, is watching this and who is a, already a donor and uh, giving and supporting, uh, big thanks to you as well. You're a big part of this. And if you want to uh, talk about, you know, get to know them a little bit more, uh, Find out more about what they're doing. Maybe you've got a heart for Africa or a heart for Malawi in particular. Definitely check out their website at circleofhopecommunity.org. That's, oh, I'm sorry, the, the, that Circle of Hope International is the organization. The website is COH Community, COH They're on the website. You can check them out on Instagram as well, also on Facebook. And you definitely need to just get to know them a bit more. And you know what? If nothing else, you should reach out to them and encourage them. And just uh, let them know that you're, um, you support them and appreciate what they're doing. So as we wrap up here, guys, uh, let me ask you this, It is kind of the final parting question. What else do you want the viewers and the listeners to know about Circle of Hope, if anything we didn't cover? And then I need your word of advice to the audience. What do they need to hear today? Um,
1: So, yeah, I mean, what I would say is, is really just keep an open mind on um, what life is going to throw at you and what Jesus is going to call you to do. Um, For me, I was in basketball coaching. It was a dream for me to to be a division one basketball coach. And so, I was fortunate enough to uh, land a position fairly quickly after college. And so I thought that was going to be the rest of my life. Um, But I went on a trip in 2017 just saying yes, because um, she wanted me to, and it completely changed my life. Obviously now we're, we're living there and we gave up our lives in um, in Chicago to, to live in one of the poorest countries in the world. So My advice is to really just keep an open mind on what Jesus is calling you to do, because you never know um, what that's going to be and what that's going to look like.
0: Well, thank you both for joining us today. Thank you for your work there. Thank you for your patience. Um, We'll just have to stay in touch. I want to have you guys uh, join us at some point from Malawi. I mean, I don't know what the Internet connection is like in the village, but (laughs) um, we'll get an update from you guys at some point. Uh, in the future and in the meantime just thank you for taking the time today thanks for telling your story and most importantly thanks for caring about other people and and doing what you do it's an inspiring story and i appreciate you telling it
1: yeah thank you we appreciate you having us on whenever we have the chance to talk about malawi or circle hope we we love sharing about it so thank you
0: well god bless you both we'll be in touch and thank you all for joining us again today for another edition of the Edge of Adventure podcast. Thank you all. My name is Adam Asher, and you've been listening to the Edge of Adventure podcast. To learn more, log on to theedgeofadventure.com. And while you're there, check out the video series where we go off the grid to discover some of the great things people are doing all around the globe to make the world a better place. I call it my search for adventure and purpose. You'll find us on social media, too. Just look for the hashtag, The Edge of Adventure. Thanks for joining us. Always great to have you with us, as together we aim to live life for something bigger than ourselves. This is The Edge of Adventure, where we go beyond status quo.